Good morning. Glad to have you with us this morning. We've got some more folks who are going to be coming in uh, as we start our worship service today. Thank you for joining us. I know we've got a lot of folks who are still out of town, maybe even on the road, uh, getting back from all of their, their time with family and friends for Thanksgiving. But I'm glad that you, and maybe we even have some guests with us today uh, that are still in town uh, here for Thanksgiving. So we're glad to have all of you with us today. Those of you joining us online, thank you for uh, getting up and clicking on and being with us this morning as well. We're glad to have you worship with us. A few things we need to take care of before we get started with our worship time this morning. First of all, when you walked in the worship center, hopefully you got uh, one of our bulletins handed to you. And if you didn't get one when you came in the door today, make sure you pick one up before you leave. We'll have extras out in the lobby. And we'll make sure that you get one of these um, while you're here this morning. Uh, especially, you know, some things, especially if this is one of your first times here, you can see on the back we have some QR codes you can click on to find out about different um, ministries, different activities going on with our church family, how we are reaching out to our community, how we are connecting with each other, maybe ways to volunteer. That's all here on the back. Uh, and then inside our bulletin is a lot of different information, a lot of different activities coming up with our church family that we need you to be aware of. Uh, we got some information about how we're going to buy uh, Christmas gifts for the Ridgeview Boys Home. We got uh, information about... Um, what was the other thing? Oh, the, uh, the new Bible classes that we started this month. And then, of course, our teen activities. There's a lot of things in here that we want you to be aware of. So make sure you pick up a bulletin before you leave today. To our guests that are with us this morning, this is your first time here, or maybe you've been here a couple of times and haven't done this yet, we'd like for you to take the time right now to click on this QR code that, that you'll see in the top right corner of your bulletin. And that will bring up a form on your phone where you can uh, submit some contact information uh, and, and share that with us. And we want you to know that, that that's just to let us know who you are and where you're from. Maybe give us an opportunity to say thank you for being here and, and maybe answer some questions about our church family. And it won't take you very long to fill that out. If you would do that right now, we really appreciate your help with that. Uh, we will be taking communion together today. And when that time comes, um, we'll have uh, thoughts and a prayer for the bread. And we'll pass out trays that have individual cups in them. And in each one of those cups is a piece of bread. And so when that tray comes to you, you just take the cup, eat the bread, and pass the tray on to the next person. And then after that, we'll have a prayer for the juice and do the same thing with that. And that's how we'll take communion together today. So different uh, places do different things when it comes to communion. That's how we're going to be doing it here this morning. We do have child care available as well. If you've got kids with you, uh, you're welcome to keep them with you all during our worship service. But if it would help uh, you, uh, you know, participate in worship a little better, you're welcome to go right across the lobby to our children's uh, check-in area. And check in your kids to our, our children's uh, center, and they will be taken care of while you continue to worship with us. So feel free to do that anytime during our worship time this morning. And uh, if you want to keep your kids with you all through worship, you're, again, welcome to do that. If it would help, we have activity bags available as well that have coloring sheets and other things for kids in them. And those are at the children's check-in uh, area as well. So you can just go grab one of those if, if you need one of those this morning. I'm so glad to be with you. I, I, I mean, this is one of my favorite times of year. Thanksgiving is probably my second favorite holiday, followed by Christmas. And so uh, this is just a great time of year, uh, you know, for me as far as holidays are concerned. But I'm also glad to spend time with family. I'm glad to see you here uh, with us this morning. We're going to be singing together. We're going to be praying together. We're going to be spending time in the Word together. We're going to bless each other and be blessed by being here to worship together this morning. So let's start off with a prayer. Let's ask God to bless our time of worship. And then we'll begin praising him together. God, thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning. Thank you for the, just the week that we've come through, come through, and especially the day we had this last Thursday, uh, to just be reminded of how blessed we are. And Father, we, we often um, become so consumed and so focused on the things that, that are bothering us, irritating us, even making us angry. We, we, we need 
God, times to be reminded of how thankful we should be for all the blessings that you give us. And so I hope that's what's happened this week, God, and I, and I hope you help us to continue to do that today, to remind us of what a good God you are and how good you have been to us. So as we sing to you today, as we pray, as we spend time uh, celebrating the grace we have because of the cross, as we spend time in your word today, God, remind us of how blessed we are. And, and help that to, to come out in our voices as we sing. Help that to be a, a reflection of the smiles on our faces. Help that to be something that pours from the praise in our hearts, that we just praise you, God, uh, for being the God that you are. Bless us as we worship you. Move powerfully through this place today. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's get on our feet. Let's start praising God together this morning. We waited for this day, we gathered in your name, calling out to you, your glory like a fire, awakening desire, burn our hearts with truth, you're the reason we're here. Yeah. 
Bless the Lord. 
Good morning. It's always fun to watch your kids flinch when they see you come up here because they know they might be the part of a joke or something. So you're safe today, kids. So uh, <coughs> this morning, you know, we've been talking about Thanksgiving. Thank goodness Thanksgiving's over so we can all stop being thankful, right? I mean, it kind of ends as abruptly as turkey and dressing. It does feel that way sometimes. Uh, I started thinking about, you know, the lessons Marshall's had about being thankful and uh, just kind of taking myself back through the stages in life when you were, you were preschool and toddler, like you were thankful for rocks and trees and grass and corn and the blue sky, the little things. And as you graduate to, to probably elementary school, you start being thankful for my basketball game and maybe my parents even that stops later on but at least uh, at that age you're thankful for those things you get on to junior high and then it's more like girlfriends and I'm thankful for Joe for breaking his arm so I got to play finally uh, things that are a little darker on the thankful side you might say uh, you get to high school and and even college and you're thankful for the things as uh, maybe as simple as thankful that test is over right that uh, and it may be a, a good thankful that I did well, or maybe a bad thankful. I'm thankful it's just over. Um, and it's sad for you kids these days because they have retests. They didn't have retests back in our day, so it's not over when it's over uh, for you. But you know, as you go through life, it's uh, it's those piece things that are you're thankful for, and you know, sometimes those things are a little. It's hard to be thankful uh, when there's. Uh, Loss of family members and divorce and uh, just other tragedies in life that just uh, don't seem like they're right. And if you if you go back to the beginning, when when God created the earth, those seven days when He was done, He He looked at it and said it was good, and He was He was thankful of what He created. And how quick did that blow up? And then you had Adam and Eve who messed it up, and then you had Cain and Abel. And then you then you move on to you had to destroy the earth uh, with Noah, and then you got the Moses events, and you got all the prophets, and you had to send a king to the earth because they asked for a king, just over and over again. And it just reminds us how thankful we need to be that uh, when we get to the cross, that Jesus went on through with that because there were so many we messed up so many times, and we still mess up. But he, he continued he continued through with the cross. So this morning, uh, as we have communion, let's uh, remember the cross and being thankful for uh, for Jesus and our Lord that uh, per- persevered through it all. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we we thank you for all the blessings in life. We thank you for um, your love. And your love that didn't didn't stop when when we didn't deserve it. And we thank you for for Jesus on the cross and the, the sacrifice he made for us. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful than diamonds and nothing I desire compares with you. Lord, you are more precious than silver. Lord, you are more costly than gold. Lord, you are more beautiful pray for the cup here it's just a good reminder that uh, uh, thanksgiving and being thankful doesn't stop with turkey and dressing that as we all know stops because we never have that even though we love it we never have it the rest of the year for some reason but uh that you can always find something to be thankful for um and the, the cross is always there but there's always something even even in the hard times there's always something to be thankful for so let's pray Lord, we, uh, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for the blood that you shed on the cross and this uh, cup that we're about to drink of that, uh, that is our, our remembrance of that great sacrifice and the great love and the great promise of salvation that you promised us uh, and that we so look forward to that gives us the, the eternal hope and the eternal love that we have for one another. In Jesus' name, amen. We fall down, we lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus, the greatness of mercy and love at the feet of Jesus, and we cry,
Let's all stand up for the song for Marshall Wilson. Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. I want you to do me a favor as we start out this morning. I want you to uh, just tell somebody sitting near you. It could be a family member. It could be a total stranger. Just tell somebody around you what was the favorite or maybe top two or three favorite dishes that you got to experience on Thanksgiving. Just the things that you got to eat and you liked that the most. On your mark, set, go. Okay, next thing, tell somebody sitting near you what your favorite or maybe your top two favorite things, non-food related, 
that happened uh, during Thanksgiving. For example, maybe you got to watch football, maybe you got to experience Black Friday sales, maybe you got to, whatever it was, just something non-food related that that you enjoyed about the Thanksgiving holiday on your mark, set, go. Okay, now one more. What's the next? I mean, we got done Thanksgiving, right? So what's the next holiday coming up? Christmas. Christmas. Okay. What is the one thing, just right off the top of your head, the one thing that you're look, looking forward to about Christmas? On your mark, say go. Just tell somebody next to you. What, what's the one thing, the one thing you're looking forward to? Now... In case you didn't know, um, um, thank you for taking the time to share with each other this morning. In case you didn't know, uh, our youth minister, Brandon Dodd, and I have a ongoing, um, it's, not, it's not a full-fledged confrontation, a, disagree, a difference, difference of opinion on when is the appropriate time to start celebrating Christmas. Would you agree with that, Brandon? We're not on the same page as far as that goes. Would you, correct? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, I think of, of you know, the scripture uh, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Solomon says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. And he goes on to, talk, to give examples of that. There's a time to laugh and a time to weep. There's a time to tear down. There's a time to build. There's a time to sow. There's a time to reap. All these different times, right? Uh, there's a time... I don't know, there's, there's um, a time to eat, a time to put the fork down. There's a time uh, to cheer on the Razorbacks, there's a time to cheer on, now there's no time to cheer on anybody else, that's, that's all you need to cheer for, so forget that one. But there's different times and seasons for everything, right? I think that includes Christmas time and Thanksgiving and all the other holidays. There's a time, there's a time to celebrate Christmas. It is my favorite holiday of the year, but there's a time to celebrate it. And it's not the day after Halloween. And some of you have been celebrating Christmas way too early. We're not there yet. Except now Thanksgiving's over, right? We got past the meal on, Friday, uh, on uh, Thursday. We got past the, 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 you know, all the dishes and, and all the things that happened for Thanksgiving and all the leading up to it. But now, I mean, as soon as the dishes are put away for some of us on Thursday, it's like, okay, now it's Christmas time. We got done with that. And it's great. We're thankful. Thank you, God, for all that you've given us, but now, now we focus on Christmas, and the holiday music started immediately, and some of you, let's be honest, some of you, when we started doing that on Thursday afternoon, we're going, what took you so long? Because you've been playing Christmas playlists and had your lights up since maybe even before Halloween, maybe you just hadn't turned them on yet, but anyway, the, the, there's this, it's time for Christmas, the, the, the Thanksgiving holiday is over, except I'm not ready to be done with it yet. We're, 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 we feel like we're done with Thanksgiving, but honestly, um, I want us to be, at least for a few more minutes today, be thankful a little bit more. And that's what we've been talking about for this last month here at Flagstone, if you haven't been with us. We've been talking about being thankful, being full of thanks, I mean, recognizing where our blessings come from, recognizing all the things that God blesses us with, 
and being so just even overwhelmed with thankfulness for what God has given us that we, we choose to, to share those blessings with other people. We choose not to just be thankful for our blessings, but to be thankful with our blessings, to share those things with other people, to, to pour our blessings that God has poured into us, to pour those things into other people. And hopefully they take those blessings that we pour into them and they pour them into the lives of others as well. And we continue expressing our thanks to God because we are so full of the blessings that he has given us and we're so thankful for them. And so we've talked about being thankful with our blessings and, and sharing our blessings. We, we literally put that into practice a couple weeks ago when we got together with the Pack Shack and we packed meals together for, for hungry people in, North, in Northwest Arkansas. We talked last week about being so full of thanks for our homes and our families and our safe places that we need to be aware of people around us who don't have those things and kids who don't have safe homes to be a part of and, and, and recognizing opportunities for us to pour the blessings that we have into the lives of those who don't have those safe homes and, and safe families to be a part of. And one more time today, I want us to focus on going beyond just being thankful with our words and, and, and with our hearts for what God has given us, being thankful with those blessings I want us to focus on having a heart and a mindset that is thankful to give. Specifically, thankful to give with our finances. With the financial blessings that God has given us. With the money and the stuff that God has given us. And to be so thankful for those things that we are willing to be thankful with our finances. And be willing to give and to share those things. And, and honestly, it may sound kind of odd. I mean, if we're talking about giving and, and receiving, it seems like the one who would be receiving the gift would be the one to be thankful, right? Why, why should I be thankful to be letting go of something, to be giving something? And yet that's the kind of heart and the kind of mindset that God wants us to have. And what I want us to, to learn together this morning or, or maybe rediscover and remind ourselves of this morning is, that, is, is how to have that heart that feeling, that desire to want to give. And maybe, maybe part of the reason that I struggle with that or that I get out of the habit is because I don't, I don't really recognize what my giving is all about. So let's talk for a minute about what giving is not. What my giving is not. When, I, when we're talking about giving, giving back to God, giving to this church, Let's talk about what that isn't first, okay? I mean, we all, have, we all have some kind of finances. We have some money that God has blessed us with. What do we choose to do with it? And, and I know that some of you, as soon as you saw that pop up on the screen, like, oh, man, we're going to talk about giving today. Just got done with Thanksgiving, got Christmas coming up, and this is what we choose to talk about. Yeah, it is. Because a lot of us, myself included, tend to be... Not ungrateful, but just really clingy to our finances. And God gives us, God gives us money. God gives us gifts. God gives us blessings. And we, man, we hold tight sometimes to those things. And, it, and it's difficult sometimes for us to, to let go of them and to give them. 
And I think to give them back to God or to give them to this church. And I think for some of us, part of the reason is we have a mis misunderstanding, a misconception of what is actually happening when we give. So again, let's talk about that. Some of us, you know, think that my giving is about payment for what God has done for me. And I want us to understand that my payment or, or my giving is not about payment for services rendered. Now, I may have this misconception that, that my giving is just a matter of paying God back for all that he's given me. He's given me a house. He's given me a job. He's given me a car. He's given me clothes. He's given me certain achievements in, in the workplace or, or, you know, in school or whatever that is. He's given me friendships. Uh, you know, he's, he's given me opportunities. I've prayed for things, and he's answered those prayers and given me what I asked for. And so part of my giving is just going, okay, here you go. That's the, I'm paying you back for what you've given me. And it's almost like paying a fee. It's almost like when it's time to give, we think, well, you know, God's done something for me. So he, this, this is like the bill. He, if, if he wrote down all the items that he's given me, I'm just paying him the bill for what he's blessed me with. And that is not what our giving should be about. That's not how God wants us to view our giving. God doesn't charge me for the blessings that he gives me. God doesn't send me a bill for his blessings. He doesn't have an expectation of me paying for what he has given me. Some of us have the, the misconstrued idea that, that giving is about kind of making a deal with God. And, and I want us to understand this morning that my giving is not about bargaining with God. And yet some of us, myself included, have, have kind of tried to strike a deal with God. And we prayed things like, God, if you'll, if you'll do this for me, if you'll answer this prayer in this way, if you'll give me this certain thing, I, I, I'll make it worth your while. And we would never articulate it that way, but that's how we feel. God, if you bless me, if you answer this prayer the way that I want you to, if you do something good for me, I'll do something good for you. I'll give back to you. But if you don't, well, then I'm going to hold on to my stuff too. I mean, why would I give if you're, it, it, I mean, this is a two-way street here. You take care of me. I take care of you. That's the way it works, right? That's not giving. That's haggling. That's making a deal. And that is not how God wants us to view giving to him. God doesn't bless me or answer my prayers based on some kind of deal or bargain that I've struck with him. And I shouldn't view my giving that way. My giving is also not about dealing with a sense of guilt. I shouldn't, feel, I, I shouldn't feel obligated to give to God, to give to his church, because I feel guilty about maybe some of the things I've been doing or some of the choices I've been making. And yet that's how some of us treat our giving sometimes. Man, I've made some bad choices. I've been a bad person. Tell you what, I'll put this in the basket. I'll write you a big check. That'll, that'll kind of alleviate the guilt that I'm dealing with. Or maybe some of us, it's not about the choice we've been making, but somebody just kind of makes us feel bad. Like if, if you don't give or if you don't give more than what you've been given, then you're a bad person. And I get manipulated into this, this feeling of, uh, of guilt. I, I feel guilty about not giving enough or not giving at all. And the preacher's up there talking about giving and I'm not giving a whole lot. So I must be a sinner. I must be a bad person because I'm holding on to this instead of letting go of it. And God doesn't want our giving to be based on our guilt. 
That's not why he asks us to give. That's not why he calls us to be giving generous people. God is searching for a heart that is willing to give. He, he, he wants us to be people who want to give. Not out of a sense of guilt, but out of a sense of gratitude. And so, if giving my finances to God is, is not about paying God for his blessings, and it's not about bargaining and haggling with God, and it's not about dealing with my own sense of guilt, then why should I give? What's the point? He's God, right? He made everything. He gave me everything. Why does he need my money? And this is a question that we wrestle with. This is a question that people who don't have a relationship with God and aren't connected with the church. This is a question that they have quite often. Why are we giving to church? Why are we making offerings every week? Why are, we, why are we giving back to God? If he's the creator of the universe, if he needs something, he can just make it. He can just speak the word and it'll happen. Why does he need this? And the answer is, he doesn't. He doesn't need my money. He doesn't need my finances. So why do I give it if he doesn't need it? This is where we need to have a clearer picture of what giving actually does. Not just for others, but also for us. Because first of all, my giving is about letting go of control. We all like to have a sense of control in our lives, right? And even those of us that, that, that think to ourselves, oh, I'm just going to live life and, and just see what happens. And we do to an extent, but there's still some things that we want to have some sense of control over. We want to feel like we, we can dictate our schedule or you know, our own physical health. I, I want to dictate how my relationships are going, how my marriage is going. I want to dictate my parenting. I want, to, I, I want to control how my kids act and how they respond and the things that they say. And all of us know that's a joke. But we want to have a sense of that anyway. We want to dictate our, our, and control our future plans. We want to have control over everything that we choose to do and everything that happens to us on our job and with our friends. I mean, we want to have that sense of control. And we have that same feeling about our finances. I want to control this. And when I give it to God, when I give to his church, I am letting go of control. I'm not dictating what gets done with this. When I choose to give, I'm taking something that God has given me, and I'm giving it back to him, and I'm saying, whatever you want to do, however you want to use that, it's fine with me. For some of us, that's pretty difficult. We want to say, God, I'm going to give this to you, and here's the list of all the things that I want you to do with it. Because we want to maintain that sense of control. And God calls us to just be generous and give. And he'll take care of it. There's a story in, in the book of Acts. When you read through uh, the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the four books that talk about the life of Jesus when he was here on this earth. The very next book after John is a book called Acts. It's, when, it's talking about Christians, believers in Jesus, the church, after Jesus has, has returned to heaven. It's these new believers have this new faith, and they're trying to figure out how to be a church. No one's ever been to church before, so they're trying to figure it out together. 
And God is blessing them. And more people are giving their lives to Jesus and, and needs are being met and all sorts of things are, are, are happening. There's, there's needy people that they're, they're taking care of and there's people that are being prayed over and there's miracles that are happening. There's all these wonderful things happening in the church. And you get a picture of, of these lives being changed and people choosing even to give. In Acts chapter 4, beginning verse 34, it says, For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need. People would have land, they would have property and they would just sell it and they would bring the bags of money and they would bring it to the apostles and lay it down and walk away. And I want you to notice because this is something I didn't pay attention to for a long time when I read through this particular part of scripture. There is nothing in here that says that they told the, the apostles, here's the money from the land that I sold, now here's what I want you to do with it. Here's how I think you can best use these finances. That's not what happened. They took money from land and homes that they sold, laid it at the apostles' feet, and walked away. That is letting go of control. That is what giving, the kind of giving God wants us to do, that is what it's all about. It is about us giving to God and God saying, thank you, I'm going to do something good with this. And you may never know what it is but I'm going to use it for good. I'll take your gift. I'll use your gift to bless others. He gets to choose what he wants to do with my gift. And I let go of control of it. That's what giving is all about. My giving is about serving others. When I choose to give, I choose to take the focus off of myself and off of what I would spend my money on, the things that I like. And, and I, I make a deliberate decision to not make my giving about me. I want my gift to be a blessing to someone else. That's what we've been talking about, being thankful. I am full of thanks for what God has given me, and I want to share those with other people. I want to bless other people who don't have what I have. I want them to experience the blessings that I'm experiencing. And that's what my giving does. It serves other people. And not only does it meet those needs, but I do it with a, with a heart that says, please don't even put the spotlight on me. Because this is not about me. This is about meeting other people's needs. I choose to focus on you. What do you need? What, what, how can I bless you? How can I be a part of meeting your needs? Whether anybody ever knows or not. Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, beginning verse 3, don't do anything out of selfish ambition or conceit. Don't do anything with a motivation being all about me. But in humility, can count others more significant than yourselves. You matter more than I do. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. My giving to God and giving to his church is about serving others, not serving me. And that's the heart that I need to have when I choose to give. I just want to meet needs. I want other people to be blessed. This is not about me. My giving is also ultimately about faith. And that sounds similar to what we were just talking about with the letting go of control, but it takes it a step further. My giving to God is, is about 
trusting in God. Back in the Old Testament, if you go back and, and read through some of the laws and things that God commanded his people to do long before Jesus ever came along, one of the things that he commanded was tithing, taking 10%, taking a tenth of the best stuff that you had and giving that back to God. And so people would take a tenth of their crops, but he didn't want you to just take the scraps and whatever's at the bottom of the barrel and the, the leftovers. Take the best, take the first fruits, take the best of your crops and give those things to God. You go through your livestock. You don't pick the, the sickly animals that are literally about to die. You take the best. You take the best of your livestock, and you give that to God. You give your finances to God. You take 10% of it. You bring that to God. You give it to him. And in a, in a culture that was mostly agricultural, in a culture that was dependent on crops and livestock, to take a tenth of the best and just give that away, that required a lot of faith. I need that to feed my family. I need that to be able to sell it to support my family. I need those crops. I need those animals. I'm in desperate need of them. And if I let go of those things and I don't get anything in return for it, I am trusting that God is going to take care of me in spite of me letting go of those things. That's faith. It's not just about letting go of control and saying, God, do what you want to with us. It's complete faith saying, God, I'm going to let go of this. I'm going to let go of this and, and trust and believe that you're going to take care of me anyway. That you're going to bless me anyway. That I won't even have to worry about this not being in my wallet anymore. Because I believe in you. That's what our giving is about. Choosing to depend on God instead of my stuff. Choosing to trust that God is going to take care of me no matter what. When I, when I give to God, it, it causes me not just to let go, but to, but to trust that God is going to take care of me. 1 Timothy chapter 6, in verses 17 and 18, Paul says this to Timothy. He says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth. Quick pause here. Paul doesn't say it's wrong to have wealth. Paul doesn't say it's wrong to have money. Paul doesn't say it's a bad thing to have finances that, that God has blessed you with. What does he say? Don't be arrogant about that. And don't put your hope in it. Don't let this be what I put faith in. Why? He says right there, it's so uncertain. Who knows what's going to happen to this? Nobody does. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant or put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in who? God. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. And so he says in verse 18, command them to do good and to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and to be willing to share. Why? Because God's going to take care of you. I'm willing to let go of my finances. I'm willing to give those things to God. I'm willing to, to give those things to this church and trust that they're going to do good things with them. Why? Because I believe that he's going to take care of me. My hope is in him, not in this. And I demonstrate that to myself and even to other people when I choose to give it away. When I choose to let go of it. 
My faith is not in my money. My faith is in my God. And finally, this morning, my, my giving is about being thankful. Overflowing with thanks. Not just being thankful for my blessings, but being thankful with them. Giving is, allow, is about allowing myself to be so moved with gratitude for what God has blessed me with that I pour those blessings in the lives of others. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, we've looked there a couple of times as we've been talking about being thankful the last few weeks. And in those chapters, Paul is talking to the church um, in, in Corinth, and he's talking to them about giving, that he had already asked them to start taking up a collection for a church hundreds and hundreds of miles away. See, the church at that time in Jerusalem and the surrounding area had gone through a, a horrible famine. And people were starving and people had been kicked out of their homes and people didn't have money because of this famine. And so there are other churches that Paul is talking to and saying, would you be willing to give some gold, give some silver, give some money, and I'll take all of it and I'll take it back to those people. I know you haven't met them. I know you've never seen them before, but they have the same faith that you do and they're in desperate need right now and you have the opportunity to help. So what I want you to do is take up a collection, and I'll take it to them, and I'll bless them with it. That's what 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9 is all about. And the thing is, he's already gone to another church in a place called Macedonia, and he's telling these people, not in a guilt-inducing way, but just to let them know, hey, this church has already gone out of their way to take up a collection. I'm getting their money, and I'm coming to see you next. Isn't that exciting? Isn't God doing some good things? But as he's as he's describing this other church in Macedonia to the Corinthians, he says something about them that I want you to see this morning. And we'll be done right after this. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 4, as he's talking to the Corinthians about the Macedonians, he says, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. What an amazing statement about God's people. It was it was an honor to them. It was a privilege to them to be able to give what they had. And if you read there in chapter 8, he even says they didn't have very much. They gave beyond their means. They gave more money than they really needed to let go of. But they were so excited about the opportunity to give. They recognized how blessed they were and they wanted to pour those blessings into someone else. They were so thankful for what God had given them. They couldn't wait for the opportunity to share that with someone in need. That's being full of thanks. That's the kind of heart that my God wants me to have when it comes to my giving. I'm not giving out of guilt or obligation or a sense of payment. I'm giving because I'm, I'm trusting. I'm giving because I'm, I'm letting go of control. I'm giving because I'm wanting to serve and meet other people's needs. I'm giving because I am so thankful for what I have, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to give. That's what giving is all about. That's the kind of heart that I want to have when it comes to giving. I wish I could say that's kind of hard I have all the time. I'm inconsistent. 
but I'm trying to get there. And I hope you are too. I'll be honest with you. Just to make this a little more personal for us. We have a mission here at Flagstone. Right? We have something that we believe God has put in our hearts. God has set before us a vision and a mission that God has put before us as a church family. We believe that God has called us to reach out, connect, and serve. Y'all can do it with me. Reach out, connect, and serve. We're called to reach out to this community. We believe that. That's one of the reasons that Flagstone is here. And to connect with people in this community and connect with each other and build relationships and help people build connections with our God. We believe God put this church here to serve. To serve each other, but to serve this community. To recognize what needs are out there and, and to, to be excited about the opportunity to be a part of those things. And we've been doing that for several years as a church family now, and we want to keep doing that. And we want to, I, this leadership wants to do that in bigger ways than we have before. We don't want to coast. We don't want to maintain what we're, what we're already doing. We want to keep moving forward. I believe that in the very near future, we're going to need some additional staff. We want to keep growing. Right? We want to keep making connections to this community. We want to keep drawing people to this church. That's going to require more than just me and Brandon and Andrea and the handful of other people that we have. We're going to need more staff to make that happen. We want to be more involved in, in missions. Not just in mission trips and, and mission opportunities around the world. Those are great. We want to be more involved in those. But even here around this building, in this community, here locally, how do we get more consistent at getting the story of Jesus out to this community that desperately needs to hear about. We want to be more involved in that. We want to, we, we have been blessed. You guys have been with us from the get-go. No, we have been blessed in immeasurable ways with the facilities that we have, right? God has taken care of us with the building and the property and the things we have. We're already out of, out of space when it comes to meeting spaces and classrooms and, and things that we can do. We want to we add to our facilities. We, we are even talking about adding a playground. And some of you might think, well, I mean, we could buy Bibles instead of a playground. But think about, think about how just the neighborhoods around this building, how they would be blessed by having a safe place for their kids to come and play. How our kids' ministry could be blessed by having something like that for, for us to, to participate in. I don't have a timeline for that. I just That's part of our vision, something that we like to have. We are wanting to partner with different ministries in this community. We're already partnering with, with the Ridgeview Boys Home. There's even information in your bulletin today about some things that you can do to help uh, get involved with, with that ministry. We want to partner on a more regular basis, more consistent basis with Saving Grace, which is a ministry that, that uh, meets the needs of young women who have aged out of foster care but are still trying to get on their feet and, and get a good start in life. There's other organizations that we want to be a part of. We've, we've just uh, learned about this ministry that, that the Smith family is involved in. It's called Shared Blessings. It's an adoption agency. Maybe there's some way that we can help with that. Even just providing resources to our church family, things that will help us build stronger marriages, people, the things that will, resources that will help us, you know, whether it's seminars or, or just training 
resources that will help us be better parents and better kids and better families that will help us be wiser with our finances and get ourselves out of debt. The things that will help us in our Bible study, just getting into the Word more. Even social media things that help us get our our message out to this community. There's all sorts of things, folks. I just I just listed a handful of things that can help us in our mission. And what we're going to need to make all those things happen is a lot more volunteers. That's for another Sunday. We're going to need a lot of people to sign up for a lot of stuff. We're going to need to take a personal commitment to being involved in our mission. Maybe in a greater way than we have before. But all those things I just listed off to you, they require a financial commitment too. They require some giving. I don't know that we're going to do all those things. Those are some things that we've talked about. Those are some things that I have in mind. Maybe you have some different things in mind that you need to share with our leadership. Fine. Just understand that you're giving. As we're talking about giving, be thankful in our giving, we, we need to be thankful for what God has blessed us with and, and turn around and give those things back to him so that he could use them and use us to bless other people in this community. That's what this is about. Not just maintaining the status quo, but growing. Growing the presence of our God in this community. Growing the connections that our God has with people in this community. That's what this church wants to be about. And part of making that happen is giving of our hearts, our time, our energy. Absolutely. But it's also giving our finances too. Has God blessed you over the last year? Were you reminded even this last week how much God has blessed you with? How thankful are you for those blessings? Are you so full of thanks that you can't wait like those Macedonians, you can't wait. You're excited. You're begging for the opportunity to give. May that be the heart that we have as well. Years ago, I want to say I was around 11 or 12 years old. Um, growing up in Fort Smith, where we lived where my family lived was just, I don't know, probably a couple of miles from the big shopping mall in Fort Smith. And, uh, you know, one night is during Christmas break. It's probably a week or so, maybe even less than a week before Christmas. And I remember it was, it was at nighttime. I was at the house. I think we'd already had supper. I'm just, you know, watching TV or something. And uh, my dad comes in and says, hey, Grab your coat, come with me. Where are we going? Just grab your coat and come with me. Okay. So, put on my coat. We get in his vehicle and we drive out of the neighborhood towards the direction of the mall. About halfway there, just on one of the side streets, there's some people walking. And as we get closer, my dad slows down and realize it's a husband and wife and probably least five kids that they're dragging in tow and it's cold this is in December and it's a cold night and they're walking and my dad pulls over 
uh, we were in his minivan. Yes, my dad drove a minivan. And we pull over, and my dad's like, hey, y'all need a ride? Where are you headed? And he tells him where, and it's a few miles past our house. So these people have been walking quite a ways and still had quite a ways to go. And he invites them, you know, they all pile into the van and whatever space there was and all the seats in the van. And, and I'm riding up front with him. We continue driving down the road. My dad's just having this conversation with this man sitting behind him. And come to find out, um, my dad had seen him earlier because he had an office at the mall. This family had gone to see Santa at the mall. And their kids had gotten their pictures made and, and had made their requests to Santa. And now they were walking however many miles back home. Because they didn't even have a car to get there. And we drive for a few miles and we find their place and we pull up and, and it's, it's this ratty apartment complex. It's probably not the safest place in the world. And they all pile out. And my dad gets out. And he pulls the man over to the side. And I don't know exactly how much it was, but I saw a wad of a few hundred dollar bills that he, you know, did the handshake, slipped to the man, and said, make sure those, those kids have a good Christmas. And he got back in the car and said, Where, how did you even know, like, where did you see those people? I, said, I saw them earlier. I just wanted to help. We didn't even talk about it a whole lot. We just drove back home. I had a great Christmas that year. I got lots of presents that I asked for and some things that I didn't ask for. It was great. Got to eat all the food. Love, you know, Christmas, one of my favorite times. Love the movies and the decorations. But that, that little event, a long time ago, as I'm a whole lot older now, that's still stuck in my mind. And the only reason, I don't know if my parents will watch this later because sometimes they watch my Sunday morning sermons and my dad will probably be upset if they even told this story. But the reason that I share that with you is, is not because he wanted any kind of recognition for that. He saw some people in need. And he had a way to help. And so he took advantage of the opportunity to help. And it wasn't about him. It was about them and about showing them his connection to him because of how he chose to get to give. Does that make sense? That's what I want from us. That's what I want for myself. And what I hope you want as well. To have a heart that wants to give, that is eager for the opportunity to give. Because we are so blessed. And that starts, that starts with our heart. With having a heart that recognizes how blessed we are. And a heart that is so full of thanks we can't wait to share those blessings with others. So let's stand up in just a second. Let's sing about this, this heart that we need to have for God. And when we stand together, when we sing together, I, I hope that we are moved with 
a feeling of gratitude and a feeling of thankfulness for all that God has given us. And, and I hope we begin to build a little bit of excitement. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to give. We're going to have an opportunity for you to, to make an offering uh, to this church that we're going to use to bless other people in some way. Maybe there's something else that you can find a way to give to, and that's fine. But let's, let's begin today. If we're not building that way already, let's start building our, our attitudes and our hearts in a way that says, I'm ready to let go of control, and I'm ready to let go of, of dictating how this gets used. I'm ready just to give it to God and let him do some amazing things with it that I may never know about, but I don't care because I recognize how blessed I am, and I'm excited about the opportunity to use those blessings for somebody else. And if that, if you're struggling to have that kind of heart this morning, I would invite you when we stand and sing together to come forward and share that. And just ask for prayers. I want to have a heart that wants to give. And I'm not there, and I want that. And we will pray about that. We won't judge you for that. We will recognize that. that's a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult place to be, and we want to help with that. And if we can, we will. If you have any need this morning, anything that this church family can help you with, please come forward and share that with us this morning. While together we stand and sing. When the music fades, all is stripped away, and I simply come, longing just to bring something that's a word that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song for a song. Is not what you have required. You search much deeper within through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you. I'm coming back. 
Andrew and uh, Giselle Phillips have come forward this morning. And actually, uh, Andrew found me before worship um, and, and wanted me to, to share something with you from his heart. Um, if you don't remember, several months ago, uh, we baptized Andrew. Uh, and a few weeks before, he and Giselle got married, I believe. And, uh, and we're excited. Just, you know, they've been part of our young adults group, and they've been here as much as uh, work and family commitments have allowed them to be, and they're ready to fully commit to membership here at Flagstone. So we're excited about that. That's awesome. Um, but I wanted to share with you, I mean, these are Andrew's words. I'm just sharing with you what's on uh, his heart. He says, I want Flagstone to be our family, and since we've come here, I believe that everyone is, everyone here is genuine, and I have felt love here. And I feel God and Jesus here. And to be with this family, I need help because I felt God calling me to restore my soul through Christ. And the feeling of connection to them to do that is mostly non-existent most days. To receive help in this journey and be a part of this family, I feel I need to share that I'm a little bit different from others. I have Asperger's syndrome, a high-functioning form of autism. And though it's something I've only learned recently about myself it's something I've lived with my entire life I don't experience or understand things the same as other people I remember a purity in life in myself when I was younger and there's a naivety to me because I can't often discern a person's intentions if they're being genuine or not or joking or not and I've always been very trusting especially when I was younger and as I grew older events both in and out of my control eroded the purity of the world around me and myself. And though God and Jesus were only a small portion of my life before my parents' divorce, I know that in the most pure and happiest moments that they were there. And though they never left because they were always by our side, my wife Giselle helped open my eyes back to them. I have felt many calls recently to restore my soul through Christ and rediscover the purity in my life that has been lost. And I don't know how to do this on my own. And with autism, I feel disconnected from myself and from the world around me and the connection to God even more distant. But I've learned to love again. And I've learned that love is patient and love is kind, just like our God. I've learned that love accepts you uh, as is, no matter how you feel about yourself, just like our God. I want to fully give my life to God and find the love and happiness and purity that that entails. But I need help which is difficult because social interactions are difficult until I know someone personally. But I feel this calling, and I know it's a journey that I can't make on my own. And that's what he wanted to share with this church family this morning. And I recognize that just even the courage to come forward and share that with this church family is a huge deal. 
I'm thankful for you being willing to do that. Um, I'm glad that he sees the love of God in this family. I hope you continue to see that. And uh, they are willing to fully commit and be as involved as, as, as I said, their, their jobs and their family commitments allow them to be. And I'm excited about that too. Uh, and again, just talking with them before worship, part of Andrew's concern is just, it's the social interaction, knowing how to, to engage with people, wanting to, but not knowing exactly how to do that. So some patience on our part. Uh, and understanding our part would help with that. But I'm so glad to have you guys. And I'm so glad for your commitment. And uh, Monty Morton, one of our shepherds, is going to come up and, uh, and lead us in a prayer uh, to end our, our worship today, but to include uh, Andrew and Giselle um, in that prayer. So I'm going to leave this note up here for you. But thank you guys for, for coming and, and sharing that with us this morning. We're all a little awkward in our own ways, right? Right. Good morning. Good to see everybody this morning. We're uh, thankful you're here with us this morning. Thankful to uh, see everybody again after the uh, holidays, and hopefully you'll continue to come back and, and worship with us. I did just want to point out, as Marshall talked through this, the, the lesson there, if there's any uh, thoughts on your mind, is, man, I want to get more connected. I want to be a bigger part of this body. Pick up a bulletin. That's the easiest way to do it. Pick up the bulletin. On the back, you're going to see QR codes. You can scan the top one there, and it says reach out. In there, that's a prayer request, but a prayer request can also just be a note. Lori will see that note and connect you with the right people. Um, so there's going to be a lot of opportunities over the next few weeks as we get into the holiday seasons to, to serve the community in various ways and give time or, or whatever it is you want to do. And so uh, definitely uh, connect with that. Um, and, and watch the bulletin and the midweek. If you're not getting a midweek coming to your email, let Lori know that in that same way. And then you'll get that midweek that lets you know everything's going on. Let's pray. Hey, Father, we come to you this morning. We just thank you for um, calling us your children. And, Father, we, we thank you for allowing us to come together this morning and to worship you. And, Father, we just ask you'll help us all as we... Uh, go through these next several weeks to to keep our minds focused on on you and and not just on you but on how we can share what you've done for us to the world and help us to to look for opportunities to uh, see people around us who might be in need that we can um, connect to that we may be able to show your love to them and they may be able to see that and and recognize that that you're the one doing that and that you're the you are the the solution and the the, the place they need to be. And Father, we just ask you'll be with each of our families here and and just uh, be with the joy of the holidays and provide everybody with that joy, but also be with those that may undergo some stress or some sadness during this time because of, of things in their lives or, or loved ones that aren't in their lives anymore. And, and Father, we just ask you'll, you'll be with everybody and help us during this time and, and heal each one of us and help us to to just, again, see the joy that comes from you. And, Father, we ask particularly that you'll be with the Phillips, that you'll help them uh, during this time and, and become a big uh, part of our, our group here and, and be particularly with Andrew as he's um, basically just come forward and, and shared what's on his heart and just help him to continue to, to find how he can connect with others here and uh, they will be blessed by being a part of this body. We just also ask that you'll be with... Um, just the various activities and, and things that will be going on 
through the holidays here that you'll give us your, your guidance and your direction that we may keep our eyes and ears open to, to follow it. And Father, we most of all just want to thank you for Christ. We want to thank you for allowing a way that we can, can come to you, call you Father, and to just uh, know that we're accepted. And it's going to be in his name. Amen. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil my word made. Come set our hearts ablaze with love like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. We seek your kingdom first. Hunger and we thirst, refuse to waste our lives for your our joy and prize. To see the captives' hearts release, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace. We lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church. We pray. Yeah. 